Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Hashtag Sewergate or Sewagegate. I know a couple of them have been trending for the last little while. Joining us now to talk about what has happened over the last week or so, and well, even further than that, is uh, Ward 8 Councillor John Paul Denko with the City of Hamilton. JP, how are you? Good morning, Rick. Uh, well, I've had better mornings, that's for sure, but, uh, you know, it's always a, another day, new day, new week. Well, i got to say thanks for coming on to the show today. I know that, you know, it's it's been a tough few days, uh, so I appreciate this. Most importantly, you know, our listeners appreciate this, because both you and I are here for, you know, our residents of this city. So let's begin with, why was this kept a secret? Well, I can't answer that question. Um, I wish I could, but that was a private discussion um, with council. But what I can say is that I've definitely heard the anger and frustration from the community. Uh, just out this weekend, getting my supplies for Grey Cup, you know, which should have been a really fun event and, you know, fun day getting ready for, uh, just at the grocery store running into people in my ward, you know, asking, you know, how could you have kept this a secret? What happened? And uh, one theme that, that I've heard from residents uh, kind of consistently through our office and talking to people in the community is, is just the frustration with the lack of trust. So um, unfortunately, I can't get into the details of why that was kept secret and, and, and the in-camera portion of the discussion. But I think moving forward um, as a council and, uh, and me as an elected representative, you know, I, I recognize that we need to do a much better uh, job of regaining that trust in the community. And um, on the policy side, I think there are some things that we can do as a city to move beyond this and make sure something like this doesn't happen again. And uh, just thinking about it over uh, over the last few days, I mean, the first one is obviously monitoring when something like this has happened and reporting it directly to the public right away. And there was a motion passed, uh, it was Councillor Clark's motion um, back in January to that effect, and that was ratified uh, by council just uh, last week, I believe it was actually, um, which will, in the following year, report any overflows from the Woodward treatment plant. And then moving forward, we were going to put monitoring to all of our uh, combined sewer overflow outflows and have real-time monitoring that will go directly to a website and directly to public notifications. Because I think a big part of the problem is just for so long, we've treated our urban waterways as an extension of our sewerage system. And in an old city like Hamilton, where we have a combined sewerage system, that was just um, part of the design process back, you know, in the uh, earlier parts of the century. And we need a new relationship with our urban waterways. We can't think of them as, you know, just another sewer. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up hiking in all the uh, the gorges in Albion Falls and, and Devil's Punch Bowl and Spencer, Spencer Gorge. And I remember my kid, my parents always telling me, you know, go for a hike, but don't touch the water. Whatever you do, don't touch the water. It comes from the dump. And uh, it's kind of a, an urban legend almost, right, that uh, the water flowing through these beautiful areas is so polluted you don't even want to touch it. And, you know, it turns out that to a certain extent, that's true, that this, the water that you know, we see going over these gorgeous waterfalls is so contaminated that you, know, you don't want to be anywhere near it. And I think that's really unfortunate um, that when we have such beautiful areas that you know, the, the water there is, is something that you know, you're, you're almost uh, 
you know, don't want to be afraid of, but, you know, you don't want to get too close to it. And um, this summer I was out in uh, in Newfoundland visiting relatives and they have some uh, gorgeous creeks and, and uh, sim- very similar natural waterfalls and natural areas. And there's people going out for a picnic and swimming and you could put on your mask and see salmon in the creek. And it, it was it really struck home how different that is from our experience in Hamilton. I know you can't get too much into uh, the in-camera meeting, but did can you, can you tell us whether any councillors objected to staying silent? Well, I, I can say that I have you know one vote out of sixteen, and I don't always agree with the direction of council. Um, beyond that, um, I'll let other councillors speak for themselves. So you were against keeping this under the rug. I can't confirm that or, or not, but uh, like I said, I don't always agree with the uh, the direction that the majority chooses. Uh, Wednesday night, there's a uh, motion on the floor to issue a formal apology. Just, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I, I think that goes back to what I've heard um, through our office and, and in the community is, is just people are very angry about this. They feel betrayed, and uh, I think... Um, as a council, like I said, we, we need to work at regaining that public trust, and, and I think apology is really the first step towards that. Is it more symbolic than anything, though? I mean, yeah, you know, we're sorry, we made a mistake, uh, or whether you want to admit to making a mistake or not, I don't know, but, you, you know, we're sorry, uh, let's move on from here. Uh, I'm sure council can understand if residents are irate. Well... You know, obviously it's after the fact, so, I mean, residents will judge um, for themselves if that's symbolic or, you know, if it is meaningful to them. Um, but at the same time, I, I think, you know, that's that's the first step towards regaining that, that trust in that relationship is acknowledging that this shouldn't have happened and we're sorry. And are you supportive of that apology? I'm very supportive of that. So how do we rebuild this trust? I mean, we had the Red Hill Friction Report. We have this now. Uh, you know, I can't blame citizens for thinking, you know, what's next? What's the next shoe to drop? No, and, and I think that's a very valid criticism. Um, so to, to regain the public trust, I mean, we, we can't go back and, and change what happened. But I think that moving forward, we can look at po- positive policy and try to make sure that, again, that we learn from things that have happened in the past and that they don't happen again. So, you know, we have started to, down that road with Councillor Clark's motion to monitor and, and advise the public, um, being more proactive about education, about what is actually in these waterways, because it's not just our urban waterways either. The rural waterways um, where they have sewage uh, runoff from farms and manure and uh, fertilizer runoff that load these waterways with nutrients, um, to a certain extent, they are, you know, almost as, as polluted as the urban ones. So I think when we're talking to the public, there are some policy things that we can do to make sure that we mitigate some of these, these long-standing uh, issues with our, with our urban and uh, rural waterways, with our natural environment. Another one is, is stormwater um, program rates. So right now, um, stormwater is paid as a uh, proportion of how much tap water you use, which makes completely no sense at all. Um, It should be paid proportional to the amount of stormwater that you introduce into the system based on how much impervious surface you have. Or if you're in the rural area, I mean, you still benefit from stormwater management through um, storm drains, um, 
urban drains, sorry, rural drains. So on the policy side, there are things that we can do to uh, to improve the system, um, especially on uh, on stormwater management. I know you're not in the HR department at the city of Hamilton, but there's a lot of commentary online being social media or whatever. Uh, you know, heads should roll for this incident. Do you expect someone to lose their job over this? I, I can't speculate on that. I know that our public works staff and our, our senior management take this extremely, um, extremely seriously. Uh, I don't think there's there's anybody who, um, you know, definitely everybody I've talked to recognizes that this the scope of this issue is is something that um, is extremely serious, but. You know, I think I think it's too early to speculate on who did what when. John Poldanko, I very much appreciate the time today and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. That is uh, Ward 8 Councillor John Poldanko joining us here on the Bill Kelly Show talking about sewage gate. And there is now a call for a formal apology. There's going to be a motion presented to City Council this coming Wednesday by Councillors Narinder Nan and Maureen Wilson who had previously voted in favor of releasing the information. And it sounds like Councillor Danko was in that boat as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.